Bank Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Hey, what up, Dodgers Nation? Doug McCain here. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. We've got a big Dodgers rumors update coming up in just a second. Trey Turner meeting with the Padres. Aaron Judge, Justin Verlander coming up in just a second. But quick reminder for all latest Dodgers news and rumors all offseason long. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. And if you want to see us post even more Dodgers content, smash that like button. And as always, I'm with your takes down below in the comments section. Today's Dodgers Nation question of the day. What are your thoughts on the possibility of Trey Turner signing with the Padres? Do you think the Dodgers will end up with Justin Verlander or Aaron Judge? Let me know down below. And for all latest Dodgers news, head over to DodgersNation.com. So happy winter meetings, Dodgers Nation. It should be an exciting week down in San Diego. We should get some activity, should see some movement. Some of these big names are sure to be coming off the board. We might see some trades. I'm going to be down there. We're going to be breaking all the latest Dodgers news and rumors from San Diego. But let's get you up to speed on the latest rumors. And one of the big ones that came out of left field over the weekend was that Trey Turner met with the San Diego Padres twice. So will Trey Turner go back to where it all started because if you remember the Padres drafted Trey Turner in the first round back in 2014 and then they included him in the deal for Will Myers and Ryan Hannigan if you remember that deal from a few years back definitely a regrettable trade by the Friars but here's what MLB insider Ken Rosenthal wrote in his latest piece for The Athletic. He writes the Padres however cannot be ruled out as a factor. Under Preller and owner Peter Seidler they have consistently shown a willingness to spend signing Machado, Tatis, and Eric Hosmer to nine-figure contracts. A potential deal with Turner would simply be the latest example. Now, first order of business, let's break out the Dodgers rumor meter. And for this rumor that has Trey Turner signing with the San Diego Padres, I'm going to give this a three Dodger dogs. I definitely think there is some serious smoke here because one, the Padres are so aggressive. They want to win a World Series. They collect baseball stars as if they're building a bobblehead collection or a baseball card collection. They want to assemble as many stars as they can down in San Diego. And then if you're Trey Turner, you get to play with your BFF, Juan Soto. And then also, we know now that Fernando Tatis Jr. is going to be playing in the outfield. I think you'll see him in the outfield. I think you'll see him at DH as he gets his swing back and gets right and gets healthy. And look, let's just be honest. The Padres are a small market team that's been making big market moves in the last few seasons. And if you look at the Padres, they paid the CBT the last two seasons. The third consecutive year results in a 50% T 
tax for every dollar over. And now the Padres are currently at $230 million, and they're just $3 million under that $233 million CBT threshold. Now, the second threshold is $253 million. If they sign Trey Turner, they'd blow past that. So they'd be forced to pay a 62% tax. So that is a lot of money that the Padres are willing to spend. I think if Trey Turner is open to the idea, I think he would consider signing in San Diego. But I think what's also in play here is that the Philadelphia Phillies, they clearly are interested in signing Trey Turner, but I think they're also interested in potentially signing Carlos Correa. So I think Trey Turner is playing the game and he's playing it right. He's going to San Diego. They're getting it out there that he's met with San Diego twice. They're kind of showing the Phillies, hey, you better come with an aggressive offer. I will slide into a new contract with the San Diego Padres. And maybe the Phillies aren't being as aggressive or courting him as aggressively as he wants. And maybe he's just kind of playing the game a little bit because I do believe he wants to be on the East Coast. But San Diego, it's not the big mega market like L.A. is. Maybe it's a little more his speed. He's a little familiar with it starting his career in that organization so maybe he does consider it but I do think at the end of the day he does want to play for the Philadelphia Phillies but it would not shock me when you see the moves the Padres have made in recent years that they would end up with Trey Turner now would Dodger fans boo Trey we'll ask you guys over on Twitter would Dodger fans boo Trey Turner if he signed with the Padres and 70.4% of you said yes while 29.6% of you said no and that's with almost 10,000 votes. So I guess you know the old saying, if you can't beat them, you sign with them. And look, the Padres have seen firsthand over the last few seasons just how good Trey Turner is, how dynamic of a bat he is, but also it's pretty interesting because they've also seen some of his shortcomings on defense. Just look at his air in game two. If Trey Turner doesn't have that air and he fields it cleanly, maybe the Dodgers win game two and win this series. When you're talking about a series that razor thin, every play matters and his defense definitely cost the Dodgers in that DS. We also had a good series at the plate, had an 11-11 OPS, hit two home runs, didn't come through in some clutch situations, but look, Trey Turner is still a top five shortstop in baseball, and one of the big takeaways is it appears that Fernando Tatis Jr. will not be playing at the shortstop position. We've known that for quite some time, but this further cements that. And I also had something else, too, as I remember in the summertime when I was in the clubhouse after Juan Soto and Josh Bell had been traded to the Padres and Trey Turner was asked about what he had said to his former teammates and he had this to say. Yeah, I told him they looked terrible in brown, but... Uh... <laughs> so, of course, he said that they look terrible in brown. Maybe he thinks he would look better in brown. And look, when it comes to free agency, the only color that matters is green. Don't kid yourself, okay? And then a little quick update on the starting pitcher front. The Dodgers are clearly in the market for A's frontline starter. They were linked to Jacob DeGrom and what I tell you, I sat right here and I said that it was going to be a Mets versus Rangers battle, and it turns out the Rangers won that war. He ends up signing with Texas on a five-year, $185 million deal. It's a very interesting contract. If he gets injured, you take some money away. If he performs, that contract could be as high as $220 million for Jacob deGrom. So when you consider his injury history, that is a bigger bag than anyone had expected for Jacob deGrom. When you consider 
his age, when you consider all the issues he's had staying on the mound. He's made just 26 starts over the last two seasons. I did not anticipate him getting a bag that big. But hey, this is the same franchise that gave Corey Seager a 10-year, $325 million deal. They're spending money like drunk sailors down in Texas. So yeah, he's a big attraction. And if he's right, he's the best pitcher on the planet. So let's hope that he stays healthy because that's what's great for baseball. But it's a domino. And the domino here is that DeGrom's on the Rangers. So what does that mean for the Mets? Because the Mets are going to want another frontline starter. And what I say, I said that if DeGrom signs with the Rangers, then the Mets become the favorites to sign Justin Verlander. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I predict that Justin Verlander will sign with the New York Mets. He'll rejoin his old buddy Max Scherzer from their Detroit days, and they'll form the ace-ace RP rotation. And I think the Mets are going to give him something similar to Max Scherzer, maybe a little less, three years, $120 million, maybe when you consider the fact he will be 40. Max Scherzer was younger. And I've heard the Dodgers, they do not want to give him the length. They do not want to give him three years. They're really reluctant for two years. They really want to give him a massive one-year deal. And you consider the Dodgers, they want to maintain that flexibility. They will hopefully be getting Walker Buehler back at the end of next season. Dave Roberts was on Jason Stark's podcast, and he indicated as such. So keep your fingers crossed that Buehler will have a rapid recovery and be back on that mound. So that'll give you hopefully another ace. I mean, I think you have to temper expectations. You can't expect him to be 2018 Walker Buehler right out of the gate. But just the fact that they are entertaining the idea of bringing him back before the end of next season is definitely encouraging. So where does this leave the Dodgers as far as their starting rotation? Well, they could pivot to trying to sign Carlos Rodon. I'm going to dedicate an entire video on Carlos Rodon at some point this week. And the rumors right now are that the Dodgers, Giants, and Yankees are all interested in signing Rodon. And if you look at the year he had last season, he led all of Major League Baseball with a 225 FIP, a 264 expected ERA, a 33.4 strikeout rate, and was second with 6.2 F4. So he was fantastic last season. He signed that short-term deal, really a proven deal by Rodon, just to show teams that he can be that healthy workhorse, that he has put these injuries behind him. And look, last season, the Dodgers made an offer to Rodon, and he ended up signing with the Giants because they offered him a little bit of a sweeter deal that included that player option. So there was a lot of hype about Rodon for his entire career. He was the number three pick out of NC State, but he dealt with those shoulder injuries, but he has realized his potential as that frontline ace level starter. And I also think the Mets could be involved with Rodon too. Don't forget about the Mets for Rodon. But when you look at the deal he's going to be after, he's going to be looking for a five-year deal, something in the 130 to $140 million range. And the Dodgers, they've told us that they don't love giving out those big multi-year deals for frontline starters, especially more than three years. If you're not Clayton Kershaw, then you're probably not going to get that deal. That's what this front office has shown us for the most part, but there have been some exceptions. They did make Garrett Cole an offer of over $300 million. So I think for the right guy, they would be willing to spend. The only question is, do the Dodgers think that Rodon is their guy? Are they going to be riding with Rodon for the next five seasons? If they think that he's going to be this powerhouse, this left-handed pitcher that's going to take them for the next three, four years deep into the postseason, be a guy that they can jump on his back, maybe they consider doing it, but you really have to commit to him as your frontline ace of the future. Let's not forget, Julio Urias is under one more year of team control. He's represented by Scott Boris. Would he be willing to sign an extension? It is unlikely. I think it's worth at least checking in 
bid on him, but you're going to have to pay Julio next season. He's probably going to deal get a deal somewhere in the $120 million range himself. Now, Walker Buehler is another guy. If he comes back healthy, you're going to have to extend him at some point. So if Rodon's the guy, then I'm cool with it, but I'm just not so sure when you consider the competition that's out there for Carlos Rodon. Some big market teams. You got the Giants, you got the Yankees, you got the Mets, and you got the Dodgers. It will turn into a bidding war. But I think Rodon, too, probably realizes that playing for the Dodgers, pitching here in L.A., could help extend his career and help keep him healthy and take his game to a whole nother level. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. And then also when you consider the fact that the Brewers have made it known that they're most likely not going to be trading away Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodrow this offseason. And I think the Dodgers, if they feel like they need an ace, now's the time to do it because during the season, prices are going to be a premium. Just look at what the Mariners had to give up for Luis Castillo last season. So if you want to get a starting pitcher, now might be the time to do it. So competition is very thick for starting pitchers. Aces do not grow on trees. And then circling back one more time to Justin Verlander, this was from Reddit this morning. Take this for whatever you want. Justin Verlander and his wife, Kate Upton, sold their Beverly Hills, California home in May and bought a house in Jupiter, Florida, which just so happens to be the same town Max Scherzer lives in by Brandon, the bald underscore over on Dodgers Reddit. So look, that was back in May. I don't want to read too much into that, but if you want to really dig deep, there's a little detail because we know that Max Scherzer, that's where he lives in the offseason. Jupiter, Florida must be a really nice place. I'm hearing all kinds of celebrities and athletes that live there. And then one quick update on Aaron Judge. The Athletics MLB insider Ken Rosenthal wrote, the Dodgers are believed to want Judge only on a short-term high-dollar deal. So as we talked about a few weeks ago, the Dodgers reportedly offered him $214 million, and that's presumably on a five-year deal which would have given him a 40 $2.8 million AAV, which would have made him the highest paid position player by AAV in baseball history. But what did we say a few weeks ago? Aaron Judge is not going to sign a short-term deal. It makes absolutely no sense. He will be turning 31 in late April of next season. And when you consider the monster year he put together, really the best platform season that we've ever seen, hit 62 home runs, had an 11-11 OPS, 131 RBI. I mean, he was fantastic fantastic last season had a war close to 11 and if you're Aaron Judge why wouldn't you cash in on that season you have to get as many years as much money as you can right now because who knows what will happen in the future so I still expect it to be a Yankees Giants battle with him going back to the pinstripes the pinstripes cannot lose Aaron Judge but I wouldn't rule out the San Francisco Giants but I don't think the Dodgers really are seriously in the mix for Aaron Judge unless they want to change their approach if they want to change their 
their mind and say maybe we will offer him a 10-year deal somewhere in the 330 to 360 million dollar range or maybe a year less something like that maybe he would consider it but when you consider how late in the game we are I think it's coming down to the Yankees and the Giants for Aaron Judge but let me know down below in the comment section what are your thoughts on Trey Turner possibly signing with the San Diego Padres another bonus thought maybe this helps the Dodgers get Kodai Senga if the Padres continue to spend money and they're a little tapped out when you look at their CBT so that's something to consider as well but I want all your thoughts all your takes and all these rumors down below do the Dodgers still have a chance with Justin Verlander where do you predict that he'll sign how about Aaron Judge it's the Yankees Giants battle in my opinion where do you think he signs but let me know down below my name is Doug McCain you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA for all latest Dodgers news and rumors all off season long be sure to hit that subscribe button hit that notification bell and if you want to see us post even more Dodgers content smash that like button and until next time think blue bleed blue in a roaring stadium their silence is deafening 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. home. 